0: Radio. All right. Has anybody ever gotten like a, a terrible Christmas gift? I'm not talking about like the the gift cards to a restaurant you're not going to use or a book you're never going to read. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about stuff that you, you it's almost like not just embarrassing but it's it's trash, and you're trying to figure out what to do with it. you're You're never gonna use it. It's, it's somebody that just does not know you. And, and I think of that because I think of all of like the horrible like golf related gifts I've ever gotten. I'm a golf guy. I think any golf toy, any golf like signage, I, I'm not interested. I'm not interested in a desk putter that's gonna that I'm gonna play around with I'm not interested in some kind of sign with a golf pun I'm not gonna put that up I'm gonna throw that away like I have, I have no interest in that I don't need any extra tools I don't need like the the divot fixer that's the Swiss Army knife that has other things or a, or a score counter like I, I if I have to use a counter for my score I'm just gonna quit. Right? If I have to use that, I'm just not going to play. Let me know yours. one eight hundred six three six eight six eight six. 636 8686 Having some fun here. Day after Christmas, uh, because, look, NBA, huge day yesterday. Big games, big time star power. And I think we pretty well got established who's the best team in the NBA. I think we probably leave Christmas Day with more answers than questions, though I do wonder How good can the Lakers be? I think it's a tough ask when you're trying to compare them to the Celtics, who are just in a different class of their own right now. The Sixers, what are they going to do? Luka, 10,000 points in his career now. is 50 last night. I think the Suns look like a mess to me. I don't know that that's a question. I'm not worried about Golden State. They're going to hang around, and then I trust Steph in the playoffs. Do I think that Golden State is a championship team? I don't think so yet. But, again, when you get Steph Curry in the playoffs, as long as they get in, they're a threat. And that's just where I'm at with Golden State. Like, I don't have any real feeling strongly one way or another with the Warriors. I just don't think they're interesting yet. I think Golden State becomes interesting in May. I think they become interesting if they get to June. I don't think they're interesting in December just because we've seen it. We've we've seen what they can do. And unless they're awful, then it's it's a very... Different story, very different conversation. I think that we saw a lot answered in the NFL yesterday. I I think we found out who the best team is in the league. It's clearly the Baltimore Ravens, who have the best win of any team in the NFL this season, going on the road to San Francisco in Week 16 and getting a win there. And is Lamar Jackson the MVP? I think yes. I don't even think he has to be good in the last two weeks. I don't know if the Ravens even have to win the last two weeks. Well, it'll certainly help if they do. But in the NFL, it's different. You play it on the field. You decide it on the field. I mean, we, we got the MVP answer yesterday that it's Lamar Jackson. As as high as I am on Christian McCaffrey, I simply couldn't be higher on Christian McCaffrey. I mean, I think he's the best running back since Ladanian Tomlinson when you talk about everything this guy can do. He is a game changer at running back. He's he's the complete back, right? He can run through you. He can run around you. He can shake you. He'll blow right past you. The guy blocks. We don't ever talk about blocking. Christian McCaffrey's a really good blocker. Not just that, he can set up blocks. That's a huge thing that McCaffrey can do. How about the fact that his hands are like a receiver? I mean, how many weapons does Brock Purdy need? When you think about McCaffrey, when you think about Ayuk, Debo Samuel, George Kittle, and then when you have a healthy offensive line, which clearly the Niners don't, they had no backup offensive line yesterday because so much of it was banged up, including Trent Williams, who, if he's not the best in the league, he's one of them. I mean, that is a loaded offense. So that's why I even thought it was ridiculous going into yesterday, why there was so much attention on Brock Purdy as an MVP candidate, because to me, he feels like the perfect replacement player. Now, that being said, I do think Purdy is, in some ways, I think Purdy in some ways is better than he gets credit for nationally, and I think he's not as good as what he gets credit for on the West Coast. Because Niner fans will tell you, He's the second coming of Tom Brady. He's not. Brock Purdy has some talent. He's an elite decision maker. That's what he does better than anything else. And when you have weapons like that, if you can make good decisions, you're going to go a long way. That's a hard thing to do. Brock Purdy, I think, is excellent at that, but that's not an MVP. The MVP is the player that makes your team go. Heck, it was McCaffrey that was buying the offense golf clubs. If you're receiving a gift from another player in your unit, you're not the star. If you're giving the gift, you're the star. Christian McCaffrey is the MVP. He's the most outstanding player, and he is the most valuable player on his team. So that's why going into yesterday, I was I was set like a, a niner win yesterday to me locks up McCaffrey as the MVP. Like it would have been it would have been as done for McCaffrey as it is now with Lamar Jackson. What's interesting, though, is I don't feel any any worse about the Niners. I still think the Niners are tough. I still think they're the best team in the NFC. Like, as excited as I've been about the Lions and impressed by Dan Campbell and what he's done and completely turned that uh, ship around, I'm not going to try to say that the Lions are going to take down the Niners. I don't think the Eagles are going to take down the Niners. I think think San Francisco is the team in the NFC. That being said, I don't think they're the best team in the NFL now because, well, they had to beat the Ravens at home, and Baltimore flies 3,000 miles on Christmas Day in a primetime game, rises to the moment, and thrives. The defense was excellent. They forced five turnovers, five interceptions, four of them from Brock Purdy. Now, the Niners can have a clunker. That's the one thing about football and that, that's what makes like, the 72 Dolphins like so amazing and what that Patriots team did so amazing, it's because you're going to have games where you don't play well. That happens. And I'm not going to take one game for Brock Purdy to, to really change my opinion of him. I still think he's a quality quarterback. I think that he's a great fit for what the Niners do. I just don't think that he is what makes that engine go. That's Christian McCaffrey. And I think there's a difference there. I think there's a big difference between being a really good fit and being what makes your offense go. And, and Christian McCaffrey has all of that. I mean, think about some of the best running backs of the last 10 years, 15 years. I mean, where does McCaffrey stand up? I mean, is he, is he as good as Adrian Peterson? I think, yeah, I think maybe better. Frank Gore, LaShawn McCoy. He's better than, than like, who are the next best guys in today's game at running back? Is it Derrick Henry? Is it Josh Jacobs? Like, Christian McCaffrey is clearly the best running back in the NFL right now. And he might be in the last decade and a half. I think he's the best since LaDainian Tomlinson. And that's at a position that is not the premier position. That's the position that gets valued the least. We spent some time today talking about how in the NBA – When you're drafting, you draft on projectability and and what you hope something becomes, someone becomes. In the NFL, the running back is looked at as the easiest position to replace. There's so many of them. And as long as you have a good offensive line, all you need is average and you'll be okay. Christian McCaffrey will show you why that's simply not true. And there aren't very many of those guys that are pure difference makers in the NFL, but I mean, shoot, the Rams in that same division. I mean, Kyron Williams is, changes the game for the Rams, and they're a much better team with him at tailback. So I think the notion that has been gaining a lot of traction over the last 10 years, maybe longer, that running backs are the easiest to replace, while that may be true in theory, when you're able to get a player that is truly talented to make a difference, I feel like that's a huge separator. And the Niners have that right now in Christian McCaffrey. I mean, he's, again, he does everything right. And on that team, I again, I still am a believer in the 49ers. But, again, he also, uh, don't forget, too, McCaffrey came in clutch yesterday for some guy at the Sportsbook who had a 14-player parlay. Did you see this? 14-part parlay. Needed Najee Harris, Gabe Williams, Jamar Gibbs, DK Metcalf, Jerome Ford, Chris Rodriguez, Jonathan Taylor, Calvin Ridley, James Carter, Raheem Mostert, Javante Williams, Isaiah Pacheco, DeAndre Swift, and Christian McCaffrey to all score touchdowns in Week 16. Guess what they did? They all scored touchdowns. 14 of them. $5 bet for close to half a million dollars. 489 383. $489,383. and one $489, cent. That's what the payoff was. For a $5 bet. Thank you, Christian McCaffrey, for coming up clutch. At least for that person last night. Maybe, I, I hope they're celebrating Christmas today. Because I think the gifts are probably going to be a little different this morning compared to last. Because all of a sudden, uh, maybe we don't have to worry so much about the mortgage payment this month. Um, but then again, who knows? You're probably going to blow. It, probably blow it all just staying in Vegas. And you know what? We're going to just double down and keep it going all the way to the Super Bowl. Why not? I just think it's funny. Like I got a bunch of Niner fans in my family and all I heard all Christmas day was all about how Brock Purdy is the MVP and this Niners team is so good. And that that question was answered. You could have you could make the case that question was answered in the opening drive. That Brock Purdy's not the MVP. And yes, he had some bad luck. But you give credit to Lamar Jackson. Now who already has an MVP? But going a very different way now, and leading the best team, and he's the best player in the best team. To go on the road to San Francisco on primetime Monday Night Football and smack him with just two games left, twenty-five or twenty-three of thirty-five, two hundred fifty-two yards, two TDs, most importantly, no interceptions. What's amazing about Lamar Jackson too is where he ranks, like statistically, and this is what's so fascinating about football compared to other sports. Like in baseball. I don't know that Lamar Jackson would even get any credit. I don't know that Lamar Jackson would be even in the mix for a guy that's 15th in passing yards, 15th in passing touchdowns. He's only got seven interceptions. That's good, but 19 TDs. That's, I mean, compared to some of the guys that are you know, 30 plus. It's just interesting how in the NFL, and I, I love this about football, in the NFL, you decide it on the field. The three leading candidates for MVP all played last night. It was Jackson, Purdy, and McCaffrey. And Purdy and McCaffrey are now ineligible because Lamar Jackson's team won. You decide it on the field. That matters. And I love that. I love that about football. I think that's so good. You know what else I love about football? Is being able to see the development and the progress of a team like through the years. I mean, this Lion story, I can't get enough of it. I am fascinated by the Detroit Lions and what they've been able to accomplish because they have been through it, man. I mean, it was 30 years since they won a division crown. They're 11-4. and four. They've already locked up the NFC North. Dan Campbell was a part of that team in 2008 that went 0-16. He gets the head coaching job. They start 0-10-1. But now, here they are, just two years later, completely turning it around. Dan Campbell has built it on culture, and has gotten millionaires to buy in. I'm going to explain how he's done that. Plus, there's another team in the NFL that has managed to do something very similar, maybe even more improbable than the Lions in a place even more improbable than Detroit. All that coming up. My name is Trent Rush, and for Jim Rome here on this day after Christmas on Tuesday. Hey, don't miss See Better, Drive Safer Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts with great deals on wiper blades, headlight bulbs, and more. They'll even install your new wiper blades for free. It's better than that. Get ready for shorter days and more nighttime driving. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit OReillyAuto.com. Plenty more of the Jim Rome Show when we come back here on CBS Sports Radio. Oh, man, Jack Savage getting it done today. Here, my name is Trent Rush in for Jim Rome. Jack holding down the fort. Having some fun uh, here, talking a little football, a little NBA here this day after Christmas. Uh, good times here on CBS Sports Radio. I think Jim maybe even having better times, just hanging out uh, up in Wisconsin. He's off this week, and we're uh, excited to be in for him. You can find me on X, Twitter, whatever you want to call it, at Trent Rush Sports. I'm on all the social media deals. I feel like you have to. You kind of it's again. I don't want to have you know total you know be scrolling all day long, but I feel like you still got to gotta be on there to be engaged or whatnot at Trent rush sports. Even though today, all I've seen it are every family is the perfect family. And that's something every family seemed to have the, the perfect Christmas uh, celebration yesterday. I'm happy for y'all. I really am. 1-800-636-8686 is our number. Again, that's 1-800-636-8686. A, a me a, the story for me about Christmas that I have enjoyed more than any other in the NFL is what we've seen with the Detroit lions. I mean, you talk about a suffering fan base. You talk about a franchise that was the epitome of futility. Now there is another Detroit team that is since taken on that honor as the Pistons could end up losing a 27th straight game tonight. It's embarrassing. By the way, by the way, how about Monty Williams? But Monte Williams goes and, think, and everyone thinks he's a, a legend in Phoenix. He goes and signs a six-year coaching deal in Detroit. They have two wins. And that's, that's beyond embarrassing. It's like simply unacceptable. And There's nothing they can do. I mean, they, they owe him all that money for a long time. But while that has gone on with the Pistons, the Detroit Lions are helping every Pistons fan just forget all about it. I think there is not one person – other than maybe Monty Williams in Detroit, that would be happy uh, or, or that would be upset with giving up the Pistons to have the Lions have some success. And they are the division champions for the first time in 30 years, <laughs> 11 and four right now. I think about belief. Belief in culture truly is powerful. Understanding what you've gone through to so persevere through all the, the trials and tribulations that can happen. It's so rare, especially in pro sports, to be able to survive the struggle and make it to the other side and eventually see success. That's why what Dan Campbell has done, to me, is as impressive as anything. They've given him a little bit of leash, and he didn't have long. Now, he started 0-10-1. Didn't even get a tie until Week 9, his first season. A three-win team backs it up over 500 last year they won nine games this year division champions and you could feel that emotion post game yesterday whenever you do something like what we just did it's special it don't matter man and it don't matter how many you win in a row they're special but i can tell you this when you're part of the organization and it's been 30 years it's special man and these guys have been fucking dying for it and waiting for it. Man, it's for you, baby. This first one's for you. The rest yeah. of yeah. yeah. enjoy baby. Yeah. The better players usually win. But you don't get to the NFL without being great at some level because everyone on every team can play. It's who can play at that high level the most and sustain it. Dan Campbell is getting that because he's got his players buying all the way in now you can accelerate that process if you have a great quarterback Detroit doesn't have that Jared Goff's not great he's good he's not great he's better but Dan Campbell is maximizing everything with this team started started week one remember this is the team that went to Arrowhead and took down the Chiefs opening night for the league celebrating the defending champs and it was Detroit that went in there and upset him. I remember at the time, everyone was kind of thinking, oh, yeah, it's a good win. Wow, Detroit, maybe maybe they end up being good this year. Nobody thought this. Nobody thought they'd be 11-4 and four at this point in the season. So the job that Dan Campbell has done in Detroit truly is amazing. But there's another team where I think it's maybe not quite equally amazing, but it's significant what Antonio Pierce has done in Vegas – How about the fact that the Raiders have now gone four and three since they fired Josh McDaniels? Antonio Pierce has taken over. And the three losses are to the Dolphins, good team. Chiefs, good team. Vikings, and that game was three-nothing. I know the Vikings aren't great, but that game that was three-nothing. The offense stunk, but they held held the Vikings three points. And Miami and Kansas City really upper-tier teams. Then their wins include a a victory over the rival Chargers that was bad enough to get the head coach and GM fired, and then they just went and beat the Chiefs 20-14 to in Arrowhead. Now, I don't think this is about the Chiefs being distracted. I know that's a a topic of conversation that's come up. I think Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey have been stars for so long. They're fine. I know that the Taylor Swift stuff has elevated the stardom of Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes on every TV commercial, but they've been at this for so long. I don't want to hear that that's a distraction for them. I don't think it is. Even at 9-6, and is anybody really genuinely concerned about the Kansas City Chiefs? It's kind of like, I was talking about this earlier with the Warriors. Like, wake them up when it gets to the playoffs. Like, in the NBA, the Warriors, once they get in the playoffs, they're going to be a threat. The Chiefs, once they get in the playoffs, they're going to be a threat. Now, that said, should not have lost that game yesterday, and their path to the Super Bowl just got a lot tougher than if they would have won. But what Antonio Pierce is done is incredible. And after that win, how the fact that he was moved to tears in the postgame interview.
1: Congratulations. Merry Christmas. What a great Christmas
0: present this yeah. was for you. And you told us coming into this game, enough is enough. How were you guys, your defense, able to come here on the road and win this one today? Hell of a job by those guys. Our staff, Patrick Graham. It's tough. I know pick. the emotions. I can see it right
2: now in your face. I can tell in your voice. Describe those emotions and what it means to you.
0: Yeah, this is what we wanted. We said enough is enough. Guys came. We said we had to squeeze. It was going to take all 60 minutes. It did. Hell of a job by our offense to finish it. You grew up a Raiders fan. I know how bad you want the permanent job for the Las Vegas Raiders. What do you think you showed today? Well, I think our stream showed that, you know, we can go play on the road and do a hell of a job. Defense, offense is a team effort. hell of a job by us. My spot will take care of itself. Go enjoy this one. You know what it showed me? You want to know what it showed me to where Antonio Pierce's Raiders team played that well to get a win against the Chiefs? It showed me that his players love him. They play for him. They're going to fight and die for him. That's the kind of buy-in you just don't see in pro sports. You get it sometimes in the college game. You'll hear about it more in the high school game. You don't see it in the NFL. With all the temptation that comes... We were just talking about Mahomes and Kelsey and the commercials and, and dating Taylor Swift and all that. And while Kansas City has had so much success, I don't think that affects them at all. For the Raiders to be as just putrid as they were to start the year, to now even having a prayer going into week 17 to make the playoffs, I mean, they need a miracle. It's, it's incredibly unlikely. They'd have to win both games, they to win in Indy. Went at home against Denver. That gets them to 9-8. and eight. They got a shot. But they need a lot of help. But the Raiders still have a chance at making the playoffs. That's amazing. In the same year where you fire your coach to where that same season, you still have an opportunity to possibly get into the playoffs. Antonio Pierce is building a culture there. And however it's been – however it's unfolded, he has gotten his guys – To play at a level that I think has taken the league by storm. His players love him. And it shows. It shows the fight that you see from the Raiders. And in a city where it's incredibly easy to be distracted. In some ways, I don't know that there is a tougher coaching job in the NFL than in Vegas. Because of that. And I don't think the Raiders even need to get to the playoffs for Antonio Pierce to keep his job. He's creating a culture, and there is value in that. Dan Campbell in Detroit, Antonio Pierce in Vegas. These are places where there is not a winning culture, where it is hard to develop that, where you don't have the best rosters. But like I said, you don't have to necessarily be the team with the most talent to win. A lot of times the team that just plays harder is going to win. Because when you get to this level, everybody's good. It's who can sustain it. Who can play at that highest level longer. That's the difference. You don't get to the NFL. This is the highest level. You don't get to the NFL by accident. That's why it kills me saying, oh, this guy stinks. Nobody stinks. Some guys just don't sustain that high level like others. And that's the difference. And that's why I'm blown away by what we've seen from both Detroit and Vegas. And, and that's getting pro athletes at the highest level to totally commit to their coach. All the distractions in the world, all the money that's out there, everything else that comes in in pro sports, and these coaches have gotten these teams to put all of that aside, to commit to one goal and play together to go win, it feels like a movie. And we're seeing it happen by two different teams in the same season. In my opinion, that's truly unprecedented, and I'm blown away by the coaching job of those guys. All right, uh, we are going to now uh, take a quick break to get a CBS Sports update, and now we'll check in with Pat Boyle. how long you get to put off putting away the Christmas lights and putting away the Christmas tree and all the decorations in your home or whatever uh, whatever you have out for this time of year. Celebrate the season. I, I think I think you get at least until through New Year's, right? I think you can keep the stuff up through New Year's. Then it's a different question of uh, trying to fight your way through work and when that's going to come in. But either way, I'm going to kick that can as far down the road as I possibly can, and we'll keep talking NBA, NFL. So much yesterday. I wonder this too: is the NFL starting to take away a little bit from what we're seeing the NBA? The NBA has been. Christmas Day. They have owned Christmas Day in the last couple of years. Now, the way the calendar is set up, I guess Christmas next year would be on a two or it would, would be on a Monday, so maybe you don't quite get the same effect. And I guess it would be Christmas Eve is going to be the NFL day next year. But either way, uh, credit the NBA for holding their own. I mean, the story clearly, I mean, you had I mean, it couldn't have worked out worse for the NBA when you think about it. I mean, the game that was on now. It's okay for for the network to add both, but you're talking about at the same time you had Brock Purdy and Christian McCaffrey going up against Lamar Jackson and Lamar Jackson basically sealing the MVP for the Baltimore Ravens. At the same time, you had no Joel Embiid for the Sixers, and uh, you also had a shorthanded team without Jimmy Butler in Miami. Miami ends up getting the win thanks to Jaime Hawkins dropping 31 points. Uh, but kind of crazy good stuff though all day a lot of fun sports conversation we got only time for one more segment here of the day is kind of flying by my name is Trent Rush you can find me on social media at Trent Rush Sports of course tweet the show at Jim Rome and give us a phone call 1-800-636-8686 that's 1-800-636-8686 we go to the callers now how about Daniel in Houston hanging out with us here on the Jim Rome show what's up Daniel Hey
2: guys, thanks for the line, man. I really uh, you know, as a diehard Lions fan, I moved down uh to Houston from Detroit in 2008 and uh I really appreciate the love and and I know Lions fans we uh we got we got a little emo a little extra Christmas present for sure. Um watching the game and it really kind of like summed up like the transition of this team from teams of the past. You know, you hear the term SOL and don't don't me, it's it's same old Lions, right? And I feel like the win was like the death to SOL because so much bad happened <laughs> in the game. Like, like, towards the end, they had a sack to seal the game, and Kamensky, one of the defensive linemen, had the ball, like, in his hand, and he tried to go for a touchdown rather than just jump on it. And then Jefferson, like, goes 80 yards on <laughs> the next play, and it's like, here we go. But they step up, uh, this guy, Ify, number six, uh, I don't want to butcher his name, but, dude, I don't know where he's been. is an absolute dog. We're getting James Houston back. We're getting C.J. Gardner-Johnson back. We're getting Aline McNeil back. It's on, baby. We're stoked.
0: I'm so glad you have this, Daniel. I really am. I mean, for the Lions, I am so glad you have this. Can I ask you one question though? Was of it course. was it the zero and sixteen season? Is is that what drove you out of Detroit and down south to Houston? Is that what is that what did it? <laughs>
2: no, like it was kind of a sum up, man. Because uh, like it during the economics time, man, uh, Detroit in a way, like man, it was bad. I, I God bless everybody that wrote it out, but I was over winter and uh, the economy uh, kind of drove me away, so. My heart, heart, all Lions, man. All Lions. Let's go.
0: Daniel in Houston, the biggest Detroit Lions fan to call the show. I'm glad we could give Dan Campbell and your Lions a little bit of love today. They deserve it. I think it's amazing what that team has done. And thanks uh, for giving us a phone call here. Again, our number, 1-800-636-8686. You know, as I was asking uh, that question, it had occurred to me that you think about 2008. Like, you think about that time and, I mean, the whole country was going through it. Like, the whole country had economic issues. And what do you use sports for, right? We all, we all have different things going on in our lives that make it tough sometimes. We all have our struggles. We all have our challenges. And the diehard sports fans that are out there, I know that many people can use sports that escape it's that ultimate coping mechanism, right? You got sports, you got your teams. No matter how things might be at the office or how bad your day at work was or, or maybe you lost your job or someone gets sick, you have all these different things that can happen. I mean, you think about you think about the Lions and I laugh a little bit because it's okay now that they're division champs. There was no laughing 15 years ago. I mean, you have some of the hardest economic times this country has had in a century. Happening at the same time, you also have a team have the worst year ever go 0-16. So what escape did you have in Detroit? The Pistons? Come on. It's, it's the other way now. But, man, I, I, think, about, I think about that time. and mean, that's, that's bleak. I mean, if anybody spent some time in some of those Rust Belt states and some of those, some of those places up there up north, there are, some, there are some towns that have been through it, man. There are some towns that have fallen on really tough times. But those that, that have the grit and the fight and the heart stick with it. Man, that's inspiring. I think that's why I'm so blown away by this Detroit Lions team. Like, I know they added Aiden Hutchinson, and I'm, I'm a big Aiden Hutchinson guy. I mean, is that is that the difference of all of a sudden going from being 3-13 and 13 to two years later being a, a division champion? I don't think so. I mean, he's a good player. I don't think so. They made some other additions. And even Daniel and Houston's rattling off names like, all right, yeah, that's fine. Every team has players like the names that Daniel and Houston was talking about. But the belief that, that Dan Campbell has been able to build in Detroit, I mean, my gosh, I mean, we're, we're boarding on building this guy a statue in Detroit. And when you consider everything that they have been through, I mean, it, it, just, it hits a little different. It, because this Lions story really feels bigger than just – football it's life all right let's keep it going that's it's not just the, the lions the raiders have been cool too uh how about uh kevin and indy joining us next Sup, kevin let's let's give a big raider nation raiders raiders
1: hey i'm a transplant from los angeles 2015 i had to move i didn't, I didn't have to move it was just uh, my parents i was born and raised here but live on uh, 40 years out of l.a Many years going to the game and uh, at the Coliseum, silver and black, you know, man. But you know, Detroit hey your know, Detroit man. Let me tell you something. If you ain't been back to Detroit, me and my wife took a trip up there this summer. Nice city, brother. Go back up there, hit your city back. But I had to get out. Didn't have to get out, but it was a good financial move for both me and my wife to move out of L.A. and uh, it, we we here in Indianapolis. She rides around her car with her charger stuff on. I'm riding right now, my car is silver and black, Raider Nation front and back. But let me tell you something, if the Raider, Mark Davis, if you don't just go ahead and move A.D. to the head coaching office, A.D. said, look, I ain't moving in until you tell me this. But see, that's where A.D. rolls. I don't need to be in there. But, Mark, if you don't, you know what's going to happen, these Raider fans. If you thought we was following you around before you followed fire Josh. Man, we might come up to that mansion crib, and I'm just telling you, you don't want to rap with the Raider fan, cause I live 40 years in L.A. I seen it. It's 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 generational, and it? it's generational. It, that that's what it is. But let me tell you something. But if you don't, with this win, man, I was just it. Was, it was just so beautiful yesterday for us to go inside of, of uh, uh, KC and take the gifts and the food off the plate of a Kansas City. And what we did was we put it in a trash can just like the Raider fan does. But we love you, brother. But let me tell you something. Don't people in America, don't be afraid to move and for a better part of your life. Things are good every place else. But don't be afraid to move and change. Go ahead, my brother.
0: Kevin and Indy, that was outstanding. Outstanding phone call right there. Where do I, where do I begin on that phone call? That was good stuff right there. Man, I'm fired up. You got me fired up like Antonio Pierce. Got me to think it for a moment, and Kevin just hit on this. Man, who do you think has more credit among Raider fans? Mark Davis or Antonio Pierce right now? It's, it's not close. I don't, think, I don't think that they have a choice. I don't think the Raiders have a choice. I think Antonio Pierce has to be the coach. Because even if you, so let's say you, you hire somebody else. Let's, let's say the Raiders lose the next two games, finish under 500. Uh, they, don't, they don't go to the playoffs. And then it's like, all right, well, we're going to bring somebody else in. With what he has done, Antonio Pierce resurrecting this season from just being a throwaway to all of a sudden being competitive going into week 17. If you go in to go get somebody else, the second that new coach loses a game, it's over. You've lost the fans. It's done. First impressions are huge. And Antonio Pierce has gone about his business in a way of, I think, dignity, respect for the job, respect for his employer, respect for his players. And his players have shown that back to him. I mean, he, he's the, the perfect mix of having so much humility while also having belief. And I think it's possible to, to be humble and still be confident. And Antonio Pierce is that in a big way. No, well, we're, we're getting some life lessons here. I feel like I feel like moved here. I, I don't know what what got into the Christmas spirit spilling over here into the 26th, but here we are feeling some some momentum. <laughs> Kevin telling us, "Don't be afraid to go move somewhere else." Man, I'm a I'm a lifelong SoCal guy myself. I can understand. I, I could have I could have a lot more room for all the, the leftover Christmas presents if I went somewhere else that I was going to plan on just throwing away. And then you look at Daniel got out of Detroit. I mean that's that's moving stuff. I mean that, again, like that's why we do this, right? Well, we're looking for for a greater calling. I think sometimes in sports, and every once in a while there are glimpses into showing you something bigger than what we're accustomed to seeing. And yes, while it is fun to have a debate on who should be the MVP in the NFL and why I've made my case well known. That it's got to be Lamar Jackson because he sorted it on the field last night, taking down Christian McCaffrey. And while that's a fun discussion to have, while it's a fun discussion to why is why is Kevin Durant upset with his role players? Like, come on, man. There is a there is a higher level of sports that calls us fans. And guys like Kevin and Indy and Daniel and Houston transplants that stick with their teams, bring them with them. On the day after Christmas, going to call in here on a legendary show like the Jim Rome show. That it's just an honor to even be able to fill in for Jim. I'm telling you this, right now it is. It's a big deal. It's a big deal because of what this show has meant to sports because of callers like Daniel Houston and Kevin and Indy who just took the time to basically spill their life story and why they're fans. And when they get rewards on on Christmas Day, like, or Christmas Eve, like, what the, what the Lions were able to do and what the Raiders were able to do. Guys, teams that have been through it, to have that kind of success, I love it. And it almost makes me get even more upset about the Lakers, though, who have had all the glitz and glam and the Hollywood flair and the flash. I, I just, I don't want to hear it. Like, I don't want to hear LeBron crying. I don't want to hear Anthony Davis getting hurt again. It's just like my threshold for tolerance with the Lakers is seemingly getting smaller every day. Now, when you hear about these other stories, what Dan Campbell has done in Detroit, what Antonio Pierce has done in Vegas is simply phenomenal. And I'm, I'm, I'm so happy those fan bases and I'm excited to see what ends up being. Now I, I will say this, if the Raiders were to get into the playoffs, I don't think they have a chance. I don't think Detroit, even at 11 and four, like I'm not going to sit here and think that Detroit is the best team in the NFC. Far from it. I think that they're way behind the Niners. I think they're way behind the Eagles, but they don't care. And you know what? They think that they're going to win every game they play. And that means something. It really does blown away by those franchises. It's been fun. It's been fun to, to get into this today. There was some baseball news that was uh, just come down the line here a second ago. Kevin Kiermaier going to stay with the Toronto Blue Jays. I'm sure that that is a, a big-time alert that everybody is is waiting on. The question with that, though, is how does that impact Cody Bellinger's free agency? Because the Blue Jays have been trying to get star power. Can they still have Cody Bellinger and Kevin Kiermaier? I think yes. I think it'll be fun to, to get into some of that baseball discussion a little bit tomorrow. You're stuck with me again. I am going to be back uh, tomorrow here on the Jim Rome show. Again, my name, Trent Rush. You can find me on social media at Trent Rush sports. Of course, you can give us a phone call. 800-636-8686. We'll discuss some of the, what Shohei Otani. And uh, Yoshinobu Yamamoto mean to the Dodgers. I think it's a lot bigger than just from a baseball perspective. We're going to get into some of that, answer some of your phone calls on that tomorrow. We'll preview some of these bowl games. USC plays in a bowl game tomorrow. They don't have a quarterback. Uh, They don't have a tight end, we just learned a little bit ago. We've known all season they don't have a defense, yet they're going to play number 16 Louisville. Now, that could be a bloodbath for the Trojans tomorrow down in San Diego. We'll sort some of that out. We hope to have some pretty cool guests to talk about that. As bowl season is on, there's some pretty awful bowl games today. I'm not going to lie. I'll probably still watch because I'm just kind of like that when it comes to sports, Uh, but there are some good ones that are coming. I'm sure we'll get into some more of the college football conversation moving forward here. It's a great week. So many people have it off, but those that are working, thanks for hanging with us, especially those driving around the country right now, making sure that they're tuned in here uh, to listen to Sports Talk Radio here. When everybody else is taking some time off, you're putting in the work. I respect that. I appreciate that. You are what makes this country go, and I'm fired up uh, for a a lot more of you giving us a phone call uh, tomorrow and weighing in here because uh, we have some good times here talking uh, some football, some hoop. We'll get into a little baseball tomorrow. It's a wonderful time of year for a reason. Hey, how about wonderful? Shout out to my man Jack Savage holding down the fort on his own today. Tom and Alvin are off, but Jack Savage says, hey, no problem. I got you. And he's done a great job all day today. Thanks to Jack. Thanks to all of you. Thanks to Jim all for giving me the opportunity. My name is Trent Rush. Again, you can find me at Trent Rush Sports and appreciate everybody for hanging with us here on this day after Christmas. We'll be right back at it tomorrow and have a fun week in store for you right here on the Jim Show on CBS Sports Radio.